it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. Happy Wednesday. Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are. Ronnie here, just waiting for Amanda to join us. We're back for another live this week. There's Amanda popping in. Hello. There we go. There she is. Hi. Can you hear me? Can you see me? I can hear you and I can see you. <laughs> okay. So today we are talking about how our bodies are not the problem, it's the clothes. And so what I mean by that is most women, not all, but most women that I've talked to or I've come in contact with is when they put on clothes, and it doesn't look right, it doesn't fit right, they tend to blame their body yeah. instead of blaming their clothes. So <clears throat> before we talk about the clothes part, I first want to dig into the why, because the mm -hmm. why is important. The why is always important. You know, we, I can talk about clothes all day, but if you haven't shifted or understood the why behind, like why you do this, mm -hmm it's not really going to fix the problem because you're, yeah. you might be able to find eventually some clothes that do fit you, but you still haven't given yourself the permission to do that yet. Hmm. And so part of the why is that we as women and society as a whole have been conditioned to believe that thinner bodies look better in clothes mm -hmm. and how we've received this and how we've been conditioned of this belief is because we get it from the fashion industry we get it from the style industry. And I, I think fashion and style are two different industries. They're, they kind of work closely together, but they're a little bit different. We get it from the media. We get it from entertainment, film, photography, marketing, culturally as a whole. And so- We get it from each other too. Right, right. But it's, it, it's come from systems that, yeah. that we've inherited and have agreed to, and then we continue to perpetuate. Yeah, we perpetuate this, it, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And things are shifting, right? Mm -hmm. Like thing, things are shifting in multiple ways. There's, you know, the body positive or body acceptance movement. There's the body neutrality movement. There's the, you know, fat activists that are different from these other things. Fat activists are actually different than the body positive uh, movement. Yeah. And they're, you know, the, the fat activists are actively fighting against anti, anti you know, fat bias. And so mm -hmm. things are shifting for sure. Um, but the thing is in the fashion and style industry, so more specifically in clothes, um, so many designers and retailers 
are size discriminatory. Mm, so many. So many. You're still walking in and they'll only carry anything between small and large. That mm -hmm. I would say is probably the average. Then you're going to find stores that sell, you know, anywhere from extra small to extra large. Mm -hmm. That's it. And to me, that is extremely discriminatory. It's, it's saying, it's actively saying, I only want to serve people who look like this and who have yeah. this sized bodies. Um, I think it's a lot more nuanced than that. It's not black and white, 100%. I get it. But we need <clears throat> the style and fashion industry to help. Like, it, we yeah. have to do it at an individual level, but we need these other, these large systems to actively play a role. We can't alone change that. Yeah. And, you know, people can say like, you know, where you put your money is, is going to have an impact and 100%, but we need boutiques, we need retailers, we need designers, we need them mm -hmm. to all play a part as well. And so we're constantly getting these messages and we're going to stores, you know, women who, who live in, in larger bodies or more marginalized bodies, um, they're constantly getting this message that <laughs> you're not worth it. Yeah, you're, you're not worth it. And so if you you want cute clothes, or you want to be easily, you know, to have nice clothes accessible for you, you need to change your body, you need to shrink it. Yeah, well, right? because literally, if there aren't clothes there that fit you, then how what other message are you supposed to get from that? Right? It's very difficult to take any other message from it. If you're having clothes, if you're having trouble finding clothes that actively fit you, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's important to understand how you've arrived at this place. If you, if yeah. you those people that, that you tend to blame your body instead of blaming the clothes, you know, the system has not been made for you. Yeah. Like the system is actively fighting against you. So it is a struggle. It's not an easy, it's not always an easy solution. And it all feeds into the belief that fat is bad. It's ugly. Mm -hmm. You don't deserve to feel good in the body you have. You need to shrink it, punish it, starve it, diet, you know, it in order to fit our mold. <clears throat> so of course, when clothes don't fit right, women are going to blame their bodies, right? Yeah. They're going to blame their clothes. Um, but I truly believe, and this is, you know, after four years of working with women of all different shapes and sizes, is that we don't need to change our bodies. Yeah. We need to change our clothes. And yes, finding accessible clothes is hard. It is harder. It's usually more expensive. It's more challenging. It's really oppressive for people. Yeah. But times are changing. There are so many other brands that are size inclusive now. Um, I just found one the other day. I can't think of the name on top of my head. Um, and, and maybe I'll put it in the comments if somebody wants to know. It was really interesting. This brand, what they're doing is you can shop by model and so they have various women real women real bodies like not just models right like not professional models real women real bodies with varying sizes varying shapes love it and then you can click on the model and see the clothes that they sell and how they fit and look on that body love that they carry up to size 15x i've never seen that amazing i've never seen that i i was talking to a woman uh, a few weeks ago, who's a six X and she's like, I have to get my clothes custom made. Yeah. She was have to pay $900 for a top like, yeah. right. And so things are changing. There are more possibilities now. So with that being said, um, you know, sometimes when women's bodies change, their instinct is to hide their body. 
either in black or oversized clothes. Now, not, not, no, black and oversized clothes are not that. <laughs> I'm literally sitting in a black t-shirt that's two sizes too big for me as we speak. And we talked about this the other day. <laughs> so that in itself is not bad or wrong. The intention yeah. behind it is where we, we get sticky, right? It's, yeah. Am I wearing black because I love it and it makes me feel good versus am I wearing black because I want to fade in the background and I want to hide myself? Am I wearing- I wear, I wear black because I want to hide the food I spill on my clothes all the time. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, and then when it comes to the oversized clothes, are you wearing oversized clothes because that's your style? And that is like wearing oversized clothes is a style and it makes you feel good or are you wearing oversized clothes because you're again you're trying to hide your body well for me it's really interesting because um and and we talked about this the other day so for me my style has always been you know when I was smaller anytime I was lean if I was leaving the house if there was a chance anybody was going to see me I had to wear something skin tight I'm very very short I have a very short waist. So anything that's not skin tight on me naturally makes me look bigger. And I, I internalized that as a bad thing. And mm. so if I was leaving the house, I had to wear something tight because heaven forbid somebody think I, I put on some weight if, if the clothes that I was wearing weren't flattering. And by flattering, I thought that meant look smaller, right? Right. But when it was just me, my whole life, when it was just me by myself, like authentically just comfortable being me, it's always just been oversized and baggy and loose and just flowy and comfy. That's how I've always been most comfy. The other way that I always dressed was for other people. It was never for me. Mm -hmm. So for me now that the oversized look and even like, I don't even care if it makes me look bigger. I don't care anymore because I have, I've changed the way that I think about looking bigger. Mm -hmm. So there's, yeah, so there's a really fine line there about like, why are you dressing that way? And what are the stories you're telling yourself about, about what it means to look a certain way? And before, one of the things that I noticed, I think a couple of years ago, I was, I was looking for something to wear to an event that I was speaking at. And I was in the dressing room for the first time since I was like a trainer and like in that size body. And I remember being in dressing rooms like the entire time I was, you know, a trainer and competing and lean and what everybody defined as, you know, fit and, and all of this, no matter where I went or what I put on in a dressing room, I would still criticize my body and mm -hmm. hate every inch of the fat that I saw on it. Yeah. So this day, a couple of years ago, I was, I was looking for something sort of dressy to wear because coming out of, you know, being a trainer, I had nothing but Lululemon leggings. So I was looking for something to wear. And I was in the dressing room and my body was a size or two bigger. And I'm in the dressing room trying these, this top on. And I remember looking at, at the top in the mirror and you know, you're, you're investigating every size. And I went to myself, oh wow, this one's not very flattering. I have to try another one. And I went, holy cow, I just blamed the shirt, not my body. Mm. It was one of those moments where I was like, oh, who am I? <laughs> that was amazing. But it kind of goes to what you're saying or what you're, you know, you're going to get into a little bit. It's really about the clothes and it's about the way you're thinking about it. Yeah, it, it's, it's the freedom, the freedom of the size of your body. And so yeah. um, 
sometimes our instinct is when our body changes is to wear it in oversized clothes. And again, not that oversized clothes is yeah. bad, but if your intention is to like hide it, yeah. um, then what ends up happening, and I've worked with a few women who have like some, some body dysmorphia. And so what ends up happening is they put on the clothes, it's not the right size or it's not the right fit or the right cut. Or there's, there could be a multitude of reasons why it's not looking the way they want to look. And yeah. always their instinct is to be like, it's my body, it's yeah. bad. And so what I do is I spend my time teaching them why the item of clothing is doing visually what it's doing and why you don't like it. And the sole yeah. purpose is so that they can stop blaming their body and learning yeah. that's the clothes. Like understand like it's a size too big. It could be the neckline doesn't look right on me. It could be yeah. the shirt is too long and the hem needs to come up. It could be that it's, you know, a wide pattern versus a smaller and busy pattern. Yeah. And it's not to say like a busy pattern is good or a big pattern is bad. It's just understanding these different components, you know, you know, different details on our clothes, like ruffles, lines, mm -hmm. uh, pockets, ruching, all of these things are embellishments color pattern and what they do is they draw the eye and so depending mm -hmm. on where the eye is drawn and what shapes they create on our body can visually change how our body looks so it's like mm -hmm. if a client wants me to assess what their body shape is i have to tell them you need to put on like tight neutral fitting clothing because if you put clothes on your body and take a picture i don't actually know what your body shape is because i mm -hmm. recognize that our clothes and the lines that we create actually physically change the way our body looks yeah, absolutely. And so I want women to understand that concept so that when something doesn't look good, they can instinctively know it's just not the right piece for me. Not flattering on me. And, and and flattering doesn't mean thin. Flattering no, doesn't yeah, mean yeah, yeah. tall yeah. or elongated. Because that's yeah. a whole other thing. Every time I go onto YouTube, I've been taking snapshots of just so much style marketing around mm. don't wear these pants if you're short wear these pants if you want to look taller, mm -hmm. how to hide your belly. Mm -hmm. And so again, we're always getting this, this messaging on how to create some ideal body shape, thin, there's one long, there's one long. ad on my YouTube. Every time I go on YouTube, there's one ad that's, and I don't know who told YouTube I'm over 50, but YouTube seems to think I'm over 50 because it's always don't stop wearing these clothes if you're over 50 and I just want to say F you I'll wear what I want to wear <laughs> and it's interesting and I hope you can follow me along this I was having a conversation with my daughter this morning and she said to me she goes there's a kid in my class who's shorter than me mm -hmm. and I was like okay she's like I'm not the shortest person anymore and I'm like so what if you are like mm -hmm. what if you are the yeah. shortest person like are we assuming tall is better? And yeah. she said, well, no, it's just people, because I was short, people would always say, you're small, you're short. And she doesn't like mm -hmm. people commenting on herself. Mm -hmm. So already kids are getting the message that small is bad. Like mm -hmm. small is in short. Or at the very least, something to notice and different. Right. And My daughter's four foot five. 
she hears this everywhere she goes. Right, and, and so they're getting messaging yeah. that short is bad and then you need to wear clothes to make yourself look taller. Again, that's under the yeah. assumption that there's a body length that is preferred, that there's a hierarchy. Yeah. Now, culturally, yes. Like there are studies shown that people who are more attractive or thinner or look a certain way or easier at getting jobs or, you know, yeah. there is privilege. There is privilege with certain face types or, you know, body sizes, skin color. There, there's absolutely privilege. Um, I'm working toward it. So that, that no longer exists, but that's it's like, yeah, I think that's why it's important to have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So that's essentially what I want women to know is that come at your, when you're trying on clothes, whether it's something you currently own or something that you're, you need to shop new and you're in the dressing room and something doesn't look right, be more neutral about it and just be like, oh, yeah. this isn't the right piece for me. Yeah. I'm going to move on. Or this isn't the right size. Like the size doesn't even mean a darn thing because you can go into one um store in particular that sells all the same brand because then you go into boutiques that sell different brands and then you know you have sizing challenges within each brand but even the stores that all make the same clothes you could be a small in one shirt but a large in another just based on the style and structure of the top so mm -hmm. honestly do, do not get hung up on the number on your clothes. It really means absolutely nothing. You go into a thrift store, you could be a size 18 or you could be a size 22 or a size 12. Like it's just the yeah. sizing really doesn't mean anything. And yes, it's extremely frustrating, especially when you wanna you know, shop online and you're new to a mm -hmm. brand and you have no idea and you need to order all of the sizes to see what fits and it is challenging, but I, I don't see a fix for that. Like I just, because even, even that, even if all stores agreed that a size large is like this, you're, it's still not going to fit all women the same. So I'm going to give yeah. you two analogies. So say your, your foot is a size eight and you walk into a shoe store and you're like, give me all your size eight shoes. They give you them all and they're all going to technically be the right size, but they're all going to fit your foot differently. Mm -hmm. Are you going to blame your foot? Yeah. Are you going to blame the shoe? Yeah, absolutely. It's a shoe thing, right? Everybody's yeah. foot's a little different. Every shoe is a little bit different. Even, even two feet on the same people can be a little bit different size. And every single shoe is, is shaped and fits a little bit differently as well. So yeah, obviously you, you blame the shoes. Right. There's not, emotion, not, there's not as much emotion attached to feet. So I think right, because we're, example. we haven't been conditioned. Like, yeah. your foot is too big. You need to, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the Chinese you know, back in the day, we're told you, I know women were told you need to wrap your feet to try and shrink them because small feet yeah. were desirable. So I know there is the history of that. Um, but yeah, culturally right now in North America, we're not getting the message like your foot is too fat, your foot is too big, you need to shrink it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so the point there is even if, you know, then let, let's move it to clothes. So we have three different women. They're all the same size. Yeah, They're all mediums. But one is tall, one has a long torso, one is, you know, five foot three, one has curvier hips, and one has larger busts. Like, we have all these women, so even though they're the same size, or maybe around the same weight, their body structure is all made different. And so yeah, even you, if they're the same height and weight, 
they can have completely different body structures and have things fit completely differently. And that's not a flaw with individual bodies. That's just a reality of being in bodies. Yeah. They're all a little bit different. Yeah. And so it is, it is, it's frustrating. And, and that's what I love about um, style influencers or, or fashion influencers. I mean, there's some challenges that go along that with, you know, really promoting consumerism and mm. all of the capitalism and all of that. But what's beautiful about it is that there's more different shape size women out there putting mm -hmm. on clothes so that women who are like, you know what, my body looks like hers. And so I now get to see what what clothes look like on her and what they're going to more most likely look like for me. So I think that's a beautiful, I wish all stores you, every time, you know, you click on, on a shirt, it will give you everybody in every size and every shape. Like I know how <laughs> challenging that is. Like I understand logically yeah. how challenging that is, but I think it's possible. Like what this, the brand did that I, it's killing me that I forget the name of the brand. Um, what you do is you just reach out to different women and send mm -hmm. them the clothes. They take the pictures and send it into you. Like it's, mm -hmm. I understand there's going to be a cost with that, but I think the benefit of being able to serve more women will pay off. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So there's that, that analogy with the shoe. If that doesn't hold weight, then another analogy is say you have a round table and a square table and you need to put tablecloths on them but you put the square tablecloth on top of the round table and then it doesn't look right. Are you going to blame the tablecloth or are you going to blame the table? Mm -hmm. You're not going to blame the table for being round. Yeah. You're going to blame the tablecloth and be like, Oh, it's a, it's, that's for our square. That's for yeah, our yeah, square. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so let yeah. me try to make this round table square now. So that yeah. it fit my tablecloth. <laughs> so that's, it's again, it's, it's not about your body. Yeah. It's about the clothes. And so I spent a lot of my time teaching women how to assess the fit of clothes for them. Mm -hmm. And it's not to give them rules. It's not mm -hmm. to give them limitations because I hate those. I hate rules. It's to give them the tools and knowledge so that when they put on, say, a pant or a top or a dress and it doesn't look or feel right, now they have the tools to be like, oh, it's because of this sleeve or it's because of this detail or it's because it's yeah. the color or it's because of this neckline or, Oh, I need to go get it hemmed or I need to go to a tailor and get it nipped at the waist. Like, so that you have the more tools to be able to assess why something's not working. So then, you know, it's not your fault and you know how to fix it and you know how to tweak it. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And it goes back to what I was saying last week too, about, um, you know, when our bodies don't feel good, the first instinct, like we are so conditioned to blame our bodies for everything. When they don't feel good, it's our body's fault, it's the weight fault. When, when the clothes don't fit right, we blame our bodies and we blame our weight. And we always live in this place of treating our bodies like they're this project that we always have to be working on fixing and blaming for everything. Um, so I love that. I love that you take that perspective and no, like it's, it's not your body. And I like, and I've said this before, I was a trainer for like eight years. That's what changing bodies is what I did. Mm. I made a living helping people change their body. And after eight years of helping people change their body, what I learned was not your body's fault <laughs> and changing your body is not the answer to all of life's problems. It's yeah. not even really the answer to any of life's problems. 
It's not your body's fault. It's the way you're thinking about your body. Yeah. And the way you're thinking about the clothes that you, you're putting on your body because you're, you're just blaming your body for the fact that they're not fitting. Yeah. And, and it's important to recognize that as well. Like, I love that you help teach people about the shapes and, and that kind of a thing and, and the, the, the illusions and stuff that the shapes have with different body shapes. Um, but I think it's also important to remember that it's a choice. Like when you're standing in the dressing room, like I, I said, you know, before, it never mattered how lean I was. Whenever I would be in a dressing room, every little ounce of like body fat on my body, I'd be like, oh, that, you know, and I'd be judging it and I'd be thinking all of these things. And then just a couple of years later, I could stand in the same dressing room in a larger body and be, oh yeah, no, that's, it's just not flattering. That's all. And that wasn't because I changed my body. That was because I changed the way that I thought about my body and I stopped blaming it for everything. So that's a really important distinction too. Like it, you, you have the power, it's your choice, whether you want to continue blaming your body. And I always say to clients, yeah, you know, cause people always say to me like, it's oh, I know, but it's so hard. Okay, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do to change the way you're thinking about your body or your clothes. But how's it working for you? <laughs> like, is it working? Is it making your life healthier or happier? Or is it even making you smaller to do all of this blame and everything that you do to your body? Like, is it helping you get into the smaller size clothes? Not usually. So like, yeah. if it's not working for you anyway, <laughs> change yeah. it. I learned early on, so, you know, not all clients I work with struggle with body image, not all of them do, but I've worked with quite a few. Yeah. And so some of them, you know, I can quickly distinguish now between those who have a really negative body mm -hmm. image and aren't interested in changing. Yeah. And then versus the clients that they have a negative body image, but they want to change. And so those yeah. are the clients that I work with because I quickly realized if you're not willing to change or to yeah. attempt, again, I'm not expecting like you to be like, oh, one day you hate your body and the next day you love it. Yeah. But I want you to be coachable. Yeah. Right? Open and to so the I, prospect of change. Right. And so I've worked with them. I've gone shopping with them. And it, it literally does not matter what I suggest they put on their body. They will continue to nitpick it and hate everything. That is not fun for them. It is not fun for me. <laughs> and yeah. so... I, I unfortunately don't take those clients on or if I ever when, when they say certain words that make me I'm like oh, okay so they they do struggle with with their body image I make it very clear to them if this is something that you do struggle with we work on that together are you open to that because mm -hmm. I need to know that they're that they're willing it's not going to be easy it's not going to happen overnight but I need to know that they're willing to like shift and, yeah. and it, it is it is challenging and I think that's a really important point too, because when you are stuck in that, in that place of blaming your body for everything, you know, and, and I think we talked about this before too, because so many of us are conditioned also to believe that we're supposed to do that. We have mm -hmm. to keep doing that because if we don't, then we're not going to be motivated to change it. And so mm -hmm. it can be really challenging to, to get women that are in that place to even consider the possibility of changing the way they're thinking about their body. But the problem is when you're blaming your body for everything, it's not really about your body in the first place. And if it's not really about your body in the first place, changing what your body looks like is not going to fix the problem because no matter what your body looks like, it's, you're never going to be happy with it. You're always going to be nitpicking. 
And I say that as somebody who literally won trophies for what my body looked like and would still stand in the mirror nitpicking every inch. And that's how I learned that, that it wasn't about bodies. And I was watching clients do the same thing, like they'd be losing weight, but they're still obsessed over every inch. And so you start recognizing when you see this happening with people, if changing it isn't helping to stop those criticisms and the judgments that you have against your body, then maybe it was never about your body in the first place. And I think that's a really important takeaway because for most women, it's really never, really, really never has been about your body. And so trying to change it isn't, isn't even going to fix the quote problem because that's yeah. not, it's never been the problem. And so you have to be willing to look at, okay, so then what is the problem? Like what's driving this, this desperate desire for me to feel like I need to change my body? Why am I so fixated on feeling like my body is a problem? Well, often it's because you you see and recognize that people who are in larger bodies, they're marginalized, they're oppressed, they're 100%. Or hated, they're attacked, yeah. not made for them. And so that's a, that's a real fear. Yeah. And, and people in smaller bodies, especially if they, if they change and, and move into a smaller body, are, are celebrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it definitely makes it more difficult when you live in that world. But that's why... You know, that's why we're doing things like this. What, but that's why we're doing what we're doing. And so many other people are working to try to shift these things because it's, it's so toxic and it has, you know, been such a destructive force mm -hmm. in our culture and for our population. So the last thing I want to end on is the other thing to start shifting is thinking and believing that people in thinner bodies look cuter in clothes. Mm. And I know why we think that, because that's all we've seen. Mm -hmm. It's all we've seen for yeah. decades, right? All we see is thinner women looking super cute in clothes. We don't ever see women in larger bodies looking cute in clothes. And so yeah. we haven't seen it enough, right? Like we start to shift when we see ourselves being represented, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I recommend is, the beauty of where we're at right now in the world is there's tons of wonderful, amazing women mm. in all shapes and sizes, rocking their style. Find them, find them. Every time I see them. a picture of Melissa, every time I see a picture of Melissa McCarthy, I think, damn, that woman can dress. Like well, she is her own clothing line, right? Like I know she just everything she puts on and not just now that she lost weight, but before like at every size. I mean, you know, aside from the parts where she's played that, you know, that specific type of, you know, role or whatever. But like, when you see her, I mean, she looks gorgeous always, no matter what size she's been. Yeah. And it's really important that we get that representation. Right. We, we need to expose ourselves to it. And then your eye starts to adjust. And yeah. then new connections in your brain starts to adjust. And you're like, oh, That's I can wear a crop top too, even though I have mm -hmm. a, if I like that style and I see it mm -hmm. on the person and I like it, I can do that too. I don't have to have no stomach in order to do that. And, and I get mm -hmm. it. Like I also operated under the belief that if I get rolls in my stomach, then I can't wear a tight fitting top. Cause when I would mm -hmm. sit down, then you would see my rolls. So I had to active on like, unbelieve that yeah. on a regular basis. And then I had to practice it. 
Yeah. Practice wearing tight fitting clothes, sitting down and seeing my roles. And then it just yeah. normalized. Yeah. And now I don't think anything about it at all anymore, but it's, it is a, it's a process. Mm -hmm. actively work on it. So that's what I want to end with. Other than um, if anybody is watching, if they have any questions on anything that you heard today, I don't know if people were in and out, but any questions on the concepts that we don't need to change our body, we need to change the clothes. Mm -hmm. And so opening up to questions, if nobody has any questions now and maybe they rewatch it, just put it in the comments and I will answer you <laughs> to my ability. <laughs> Um, that's all I got. Any questions for me, Ronnie, that I didn't cover? I don't know if I have any specific questions. Um, it was, it's interesting though, where you, when you were saying about, um, you know, the way you used to think I couldn't wear a tight shirt if I had belly rolls or something. And I often hear clients say, um, you know, cause we talk about, we talk a lot about the way that we feel about our bodies and clothes and things like that in, in, in my groups as well. And, and they'll often say to me, um, you know, that they'll see women in bigger bodies who are comfortable just wearing whatever. Mm -hmm. And they'll, they'll, and they'll see them doing that. And they'll be, they'll almost feel jealous. Like, I wish I could do that too. And I always say, the only reason that you can't is because you're not allowing yourself to. Yeah. You can, you just have to allow yourself to do that. Yeah. And to, and to decide that you are just as as capable of being comfortable in anything that you wear as anybody else is. It's a choice and a practice. It is a hard choice. It's really it's a hard, hard choice. You feel very exposed, very vulnerable. And that's, you know, our brain is wired yeah. to, to protect us. And yeah. we're putting ourselves actively in a vulnerable position. So 100% that is challenging to do. But if it's something you truly want to do, you can do it. Practice it. First off, practice it at home. So I have a few clients that... Um, when they're trying a new style or a new color or anything like that, and they really, really like it, but it makes them feel vulnerable mm. because of past, maybe past trauma of people recognizing them or criticizing them or commenting on them. Um, I say at first practice it at home so that you at least get comfortable with it there and you normalize it for yourself there. And then you won't even think twice about leaving the home with it on. Yeah. 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 Great point. One of my clients just even last, actually last night, she was talking about, you know, things are starting to open up again, you're getting together with family and all that. So on the weekend, there was a pool party. And it was the first pool party in over a year or something. So she she decided going into it, she knew that it was coming. She bought herself a new bathing suit for it because she decided she made the choice that she was going to enjoy it. And she was not going to let her body hold her back this this time like she always has. So she bought a bathing suit in advance that fit and that she was comfortable in. And she went to it and she said, I got in the pool. And she said, I was the only mom in the pool having fun with, with my kids. And I was like, how amazing is that? And that happened because you chose, you, you made the choice to let yourself do that. And every single child there loved you because you were the only adult in the pool having fun with them and every other mom there was probably thinking i wish i had her confidence so let's leave everybody on this question i want everybody to like think about it journal about it really think about how much joy and pleasure have you robbed yourself of based on what your body looks like yeah great about, question and not enough people i think think of it that way and mm -hmm. i think when you start to tally up how much 
joy and pleasure. And I've learned from my sex coach, who I think is watching right now, Serena, <laughs> our bodies are built for pleasure. And I'm not just saying yeah. like pleasure, pleasure eating foods, pleasure yeah. seeing art, pleasure mm -hmm. being grounded in the earth and gardening. Like we are built to experience pleasure and we continuously mm -hmm. rob ourselves of it. We withhold happiness and joy and contentment because of the way we look. And so I really start thinking about, yeah, that is Serena. <laughs> um, think about how much pleasure and joy you, you're robbing yourself of because of mm -hmm. the size of your body or the way your body looks. Yeah, such a good question. I think that's a good place to leave everybody on. Um, and, and understand the root of why as well. Like, I don't want this to be another way for you to shame yourself. Because yeah. to do that too, once we realize, yeah. shit, I have not been very nice to myself. And then you're like, then you start judging yourself for that or feeling guilty. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. and, and you tell yourself you're going to start being nicer. And then when you notice yourself not being nicer, then you're mean to yourself again because yeah. you did what you said you weren't going to do. Yeah, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> so go back and rewatch the start of this live where I explain all of the reasons why you're, you're at the place that you're at and none of it is your fault. Yeah. So okay. Good. Me is yelling at me. It is. Oh no! Well, listen, go, listen, go eat, go eat, go eat. I need. It's a little. <laughs> so I need to go feed it food. <laughs> All right, my love. Right. Have a good rest of the day. We yes. will see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.